course I'm going to the Pencil Sharpener Museum on Thursday. I mean, YOLO, right? Exactly. From the basement of Ruby's on Summit, this is The Pros from Dover. A soccer podcast starring a couple of Nord expats proving once and for all that even though you've got cheap microphones and a pretty decent laptop, along with too much free time at a Coda Pass or two, podcasting may still not be for everyone. Hashtag your tweets with hashtag finestkind to join the conversation and bring back the bullpen car. Bananarama, Alabama, Hannah, Montana, Bandana Bandits extravaganza within Indiana. When Eric Vanna and Vanna had Fanny packs in Savannah and had a fabulous nap in pajamas at the veranda. Banana, doo-doo, bananas. I'm loving them. I'm sure Kapoor and Stefani both back me. Best flavor of runts and Laffy Taffy. Don't at me. All my fan from Santa Ana all the way to Atlanta. We're gonna quote Ralph Wiggum and go, go, banana. Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that you're banana And welcome to it, from Dover, episode 12, post-MLS Cup match Absolutely uh, Thanks to everybody that joined us, first of all I wanna, I wanna just say that um, Anybody that joined us during the live stream um, It was our first one Yeah, especially that guy Kyle Yeah, Kyle was super cool I know, I liked Kyle Yeah, I like yeah. him way better than that Alex Stanek dick Gosh, yes <laughs> 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 but no, I uh, thanks for everybody. We will be putting that up. I think that's going to be one of the uh, kind of bonus episodes that we do over the holidays because I'm going to be out of town for a few weeks. Um, Jim might record an episode without me. Yeah, which I might. Uh, fuck you, but well, um, yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, New York City FC wins the Major League Soccer Cup. Yes. What are your thoughts there, Jim? Well, I think my thoughts are best summed up by that tweet that I put on our Twitter feed where uh, um, I guess Joe Biden invited them to the White House. And so uh, somebody tweeted that that's the most excited NYCFC fans are going to be about going to D.C. since January 6th. (laughs) You hate to see it. And by hate to see it, I mean hate to see the fact they still have a team in the league. Yeah. Um, Don Garber certainly looked happy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Whatever. I, I Red Bull still hasn't won a, a trophy, so no, there's that. No. Um, New England still hasn't won an MLS Cup. New England is still the the Buffalo Bills of Major League Soccer. Yes. Um, so bits right with the world. I mean, kinda. Why yeah. Not? Well, yeah. Why not? When's the last time DC won a? Uh, oh gosh. MLS Cup. I really can't remember. I don't. Was think... I old enough to drive? Uh, probably not. I was. Because okay. I was old enough to drive when the league started. So, oh, okay, okay. But, uh, but no, I mean, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, I don't, um, I literally don't remember the last time DC won the MLS Cup. They, um, they won the Supporters' Shield in 07, right? Yes, they did. Yes, yeah. but they didn't, but as we established... Well, because we had to get the Supporters' Shield from the DC fans at, like, one of the last games of the season. Right. Because um, well, that's, that's when they transferred it over to us. Well, not just that, but Brian Carroll... Played for them, when yeah. They won. And um, so he did. Did he win? Did DC win the Supporters Shield in 06 as well? You're stretching my knowledge at that point. Well, I, I think you might be. You might be right. Well, the only reason I say that is that I'm pretty sure Brian Carroll won four consecutive Supporters Shields. That <laughs> that would track. So the last time DC United uh, won the uh, MLS Cup was 2004. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, prior, ooh, yeah, it's been, 
It's been a very uh, MLS 2.0 uh, or 3.0 um, winning of, of MLS Cup since, uh, you know, with the exception of us, since 2013. Yeah. Um, it is, well, I guess 2014. I always forget the Galaxy. Galaxy haven't won it since 2014, which just seems like... I mean, that does seem like a long It seems time. wrong. You well, know what I mean? But it, it, but it, it's not. I mean, you could argue that, that L.A. are now the second best team in L.A. Or, I'm sorry, the Galaxy are the second best team in L.A. I, you couldn't. <clears throat> not at this point. Well, LAFC hasn't done anything. Neither one of them made the playoffs. True, true. As as LAFC did LAFC make the playoffs last year? Oh god, I don't even remember. Yeah. Uh, yes, so <clears throat> DC United won the Supporter Shield in 06 and 07. Uh-huh. Then they made the stupid mistake of sending Brian Carroll to us and then we won it in 08 and 09. I mean, I was okay with that. You know, I'll take Brian Carroll. Yeah, have I ever told you my Brian Carroll story? No, tell me your Brian Carroll well, story it's not while just, I look at the uh It's it's not just my Brian Carroll story. Yeah. Um but um, it is the Brian Carroll story. Yeah. Uh, he was suspended for, I think, an accumulation of yellow cards. Mm-hmm. He was suspended for... Oh. Um, sorry. Suspended for leaving his phone uh, a ringer on during the podcast? <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, he w- this would have been probably 2009. Mm-hmm. He was suspended, I think, for an accumulation of yellow cards, and so he came to the tailgate before the game. Yeah. And... He had suffered a separated, dislocated shoulder earlier in the season, mm-hmm. but had been playing through it. Yeah. Okay, so Brian Carroll played, for those of you who were not around at the time, Brian Carroll played possibly the most physically abusive, like, in a receiving end, position um, <clears throat> on the field. He was a defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um he was not a large man, or he is not a large man. He's like, I don't know, 5'11", 150, 160 pounds. Yeah. Um, so he's playing with a dislocated shoulder throughout the season. And somebody says, hey, Brian, how's the shoulder? Yeah. And so he takes his shirt off, and literally one side of his upper body is just this gigantic green and black bruise. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, Brian Carroll, uh, <laughs> tough as nails. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, uh, I just looked. They have, um, LAFC has made the playoffs a grand total of one time their entire, in their, wow. in their history. Okay. Yeah, so they, they made the 2019 playoffs. Um, they have not since then. I, I would venture to guess, uh, I wouldn't even venture to guess, I would say I think that the better team overall in Los Angeles. You're, you're, you're right then. I, for some reason, I... I seem to remember because you know I don't pay that much attention to the Western Conference, uh, but I seem to remember a couple. I'm, of seasons. I'm, you know what? No, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. They did make the 2000 playoffs. I looked at that wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, I looked at that wrong. They did. They made the 19 and the 20 playoffs. Um, LA Galaxy made the 19 playoffs. Did not make the 20 or the 21 playoffs. But LAFC did not make the 21 playoffs either. Right. So. Yeah, well, you know, so actually, well, yeah, we are, and so actually, I was. There's this really great piece in the Atlantic, and so we're kind of we're kind of like meandering around with this podcast, but that's okay because it's you know a that's post, what we do. It's a postseason podcast anyway. There's this really wonderful piece in the um, uh, in, that just came out in the Atlantic in the last couple of days. And here, let me see if I can pull it up um, while I'm talking. 
Mm-hmm. But it's basically about um, how... Well, it's about a bunch of things, but it's mostly about the parody in the league. And the one of the main points that they make in this article is that in 2021, at least, there was practically zero correlation between... Um, a team's salary and their success yeah. on the field, which isn't. There is less correlation in MLS than there are in a lot of other leagues, just because of the way that the league is structured with the salary cap and then the weird um, targeted allocation money, designated yeah. allocation money, blah, oh, yeah. blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. like say in the Premier League, um, there is an almost one-to-one correlation between how much you pay your players. And how well you do? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they, but that's it's baseball over there. It's 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 the you know you can put a team together like the like the you know the Yankees of the you know whatever. Yeah. Um. Somebody did bring up just just to digress again. Um, yeah. This is New York's first uh, professional sports title in ten years. Wow. Yeah, and you got to think about how many teams they have. Um, and and yeah, I think I think somebody said it was ten years at this point since New York has gotten another one, which is just crazy. Well, okay, yeah, because they've got the Rangers and they've got the Islanders. Or is are the Islanders considered a New York team anymore? Yeah, they okay. play in. I mean, they no, no. I'm thinking of the Devils. So yeah, yeah you're yeah, thinking yeah. of the Devils. The yeah, Devils yeah, yeah. are the Devils are in the New York market, but the Devils are right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would consider the New Jersey Devils. I mean, I would consider the New Jersey Nets before they moved to Brooklyn a, a New York team as well, as as I would have honestly considered the Hartford Whalers uh, a New York team because they're, you know, Hartford's not that far away from New York. I know I'm going to get a couple of listeners uh, jumping I, down it, my throat it, on that. Well, but. yeah, yeah. So they've got they've got two teams, at least two and a half teams, we'll say in the NHL. It's weird that I'm not a hockey guy, and that's where I went first. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Um, They've got obviously the Mets and the Yankees. Yeah. Um, they've got the Knicks and the Jets. Or no, yeah. I'm sorry, the Knicks and the Nets. Knicks and the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, the Jets and they've got the uh, Giants. The Giants. Yes. Um, so they've got two teams in every league. In every league, which yeah. I mean, it's, it's three, te- arguably three teams in hockey. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's they've got you know, and to not have a single one win in. You know, a ten-year span—that's pretty right. That's pretty crazy. I well, okay. So, I'm trying to think. The last time the Knicks—I mean, the Knicks are like perennial, just like also rants, and they've been that way since. I, I can't remember if they uh, if, since like Reggie Miller and the Pacers since like the 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 mid '90s. In the mid '90s, the Knicks were the Knicks were definitely a hot team. But uh, right. but I I don't I mean you know and I'm not. I'm not basketball guy. I just remember when I was in high school, the whole uh, Reggie Miller versus Spike Lee. Well, rivalry. yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like I remember that well, pretty well. Yeah, but I don't. But and they they had Spreewell. Yeah, um, and they were a good team then. But I don't think they won any NBA titles. I mean, I I might be wrong. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure either. So so I just pulled up. So you were talking about this that the Atlantic article, and I I want to yeah, go through. And I've got it. I've got it. Right cool. here. So you you talk about that for a second, then I pulled something well, up that's adjacent to that that I think is interesting. Well, so basically, the point of the article, and and I thought the article was good, and if you subscribe to The Atlantic, you've probably already read it, but mm-hmm. if you haven't, I would, you know, I would go for it. It's by Sam Stejkul, or I don't know. He's like one of their MLS guys, and his stuff is usually really, really good. Cool. It's, it's like, if you want to read good in-depth reporting 
on Major League Soccer writ large, yeah, this guy is probably the best guy to mm-hmm. read. Um, and it's the the title of it is Out of Balance as 2021 Ends. MLS continues to show that improving quality of play isn't top priority. Yeah. And so basically his argument is that it's great that the league has parity. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, you know, makes it more interesting. But his argument is that the weird labyrinthine and somewhat restrictive salary rules are limiting how good teams can be because they're not allowing rich teams to actually spend enough money to make the league better. I, I understand where I understand the the idea behind that. Um, I, I so I pulled this up because I was I was curious about this. Um, the highest um, salaried MLS team in 2021, yeah, uh, was the LA Galaxy, mm-hmm. who did not make the playoffs. Um, right, they had a guaranteed salary of twenty point uh, three million. Okay, I'm just going to put it. I'm just going to round this off at, at pretty much even millions. Okay, number yeah, that's t- fine. number two team. Atlanta United at twenty million and some change. Yeah. Um, then we go down to the bottom here. The bottom two teams, the New York Red Bulls with nine point nine million, and Colorado with nine point eight million. So that is a that is a golf of uh, that is a golf of about ten million dollars. Yeah. Give or take a little bit. The Premier League. Yes. <laughs> the top salaried team. Manchester United, which you would you would expect, two hundred and twenty six million pounds. Yeah, so that's the, like almost three hundred million dollars. The bottom team in the Premier League, Brentford FC. Yeah, twelve point seven million pounds. Right. There are, uh, and and you know I'm going to go into I'm going to go into. Uh, not not being a hundred percent on on conversion rate here, but I would guess Leeds United and Brentford both. Um, sp- I know Brentford spends less than than um, the Galaxy do, and Leeds United is pretty close. Um, you know, what's, I mean, it's, what's Leeds United? Uh, Leeds United is seventeen point nine. That's seventeen point nine. So it's a little bit higher. Yeah, so prob- but it's it's yeah. it's okay. close enough. It's clo- when you're when you're looking at a golf of the, my point is when you're looking at a golf of your lowest paid team being twelve point seven million pounds and your highest being two hundred and twenty six million pounds versus uh, you know nine million the high nine million almost ten million yeah and twenty million. Those are, well, okay, it's a two to one ratio versus a twenty to one ratio. Yes, yes, that's, <laughs> it's a little different. It is very. It different. is a little different, and, and there is. I think there is a happy medium somewhere in there, um, and I say that because I don't. I am not a fan of the idea of letting. I mean, LAFC is owned by. What is it? Thirty actors and a, a talking chihuahua they found yeah, or something, something like on that. This. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like it's it's well it's, and and Alf and Alf Alf owns <laughs> Alf owns a, a bit of it. Um, I think Mr. Furley uh, owns a bit of it. I mean, and he's a real estate baron. Uh, so, yes. but like you have these ownership and it, and it just becomes at that point. I don't want to see this league. Um, I don't want to see this league become a, a an arms race. You know what I mean? I don't think that's fun. I don't think it's 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 especially being a fan of a smaller market team. Well, like definitely. And I will say to Columbus's credit, Columbus had the seventh highest payroll 
of of anybody in MLS. Columbus and New York City FC are next to each other. New York City FC had 15.1 million. Columbus had 14.3. The next highest after that is Sporting Kansas City with 14.1. The Sounders had a lower payroll than Columbus did last year. The owners are willing to. Sp- the owners are spending money. I don't. Not even willing to spend money. They're spending money. Well, you know, here's something that uh, this is something that I actually really kind of enjoy about this league. Yeah, is that um, especially now that. I mean, it's nice that we now have an ownership group that is among these people. Yes. Um, that they will they will actually spend what I would have thought of as like just impossibly ridiculous amounts of money on players. I mean, these are ridiculous amounts of money. Well, but I, I but, mean, but, but but I mean, like five. <laughs> but okay, I would never have thought five years ago. That we would be paying Lucas Zell, a player like Lucas Zellerian, what we are paying. Him. I remember, I remember when there were, you know, I remember when I lived in Dayton and I was working in radio and making less than, you know, making around twenty thousand dollars a year, and I was like, some of these crew players are making less than me. Well, Stern, like, Stern John um, was the leading scorer in the league, and he was making less money than I was. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's that's the. I mean, I remember when these players were making uh, not. In salaries that made no sense in the world of international football. Well, yeah, that's it, my that's my point. Okay, there. well, I mean, yeah, and, yeah, and here's the, here's the goal. <laughs> well, it definitely wasn't a brag that I was making twenty thousand dollars a year in two thousand and six. Well, right, but, right, but yeah. here, here's the, here was the galling thing for me. It wasn't just that I was making more money than Stern John. Yeah, it's that at that time Brian McBride was making ten times more money than Stern John. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I mean there was definitely there was definitely a weird. Dichotomy between players' salaries and and and, and you well, know, there's always going to be a bit of that, but but some of these where it's just like it's just like they're making minor league hockey money, yeah, you know, yeah. which is which is uh, you know you can make. I mean, I I, I know for a f- well. Okay, I do you know, know the story of how we signed Stern John? No. Oh, it's a great story. So at the time we had a wing back named Ansel Ellicock. Yeah. Who was um um. A, a, a very good player. Yeah. You know, a very good player. Um, not one of our biggest stars, but he was a good player. Yeah. And um, one day, he goes up to the coach and he says, well, you know, I've got a cousin playing in Florida. He's pretty good. That's... I, I do remember that. So, so there is... Um, I'll, 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 say, I'll, I'll say this, and I... I, uh, I mean, the dude was a walking hat trick. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so I... Um, Used to have when I lived in Dayton. I used to have Dayton Bomber season tickets. Yeah, I yeah. know what. Um, so players that were two way players for they had a, they had a Blue Jackets contract and then they had a uh, Dayton Bombers contract in the East Coast Hockey League. The team was required to pay five hundred and seventy five dollars of their paycheck per week, right? Yes. Um, all the guys on two-way contracts had were making more than five hundred seventy-five dollars per week, yeah. and that's that's about uh, that's about uh, well. Plus, they got room and board and, and other other things as well. Yeah. it's well over twenty thousand dollars. This is double A hockey. Yeah, I'm um, familiar. I, w- I, yeah. Was a, I was a Huntington Blizzard. Fan. Oh, I know, I know. But I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, like, I know for a fact that there are certain guys, and and those that was that was not um, that was just the league salary cap was five seventy five a week yeah. for for non contracted players. So there are guys that were playing, you know, double A hockey that were making less than 
you know, starters and or, like, bench players for the Columbus crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 13, 14 years ago. Um, the, well, but so what I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted by some very interesting things. That's all I do. Um, was that <clears throat> one of the things that I really like about the latest iteration of this league is with the loosening of the, well, with, with, with the proliferation of m- more highly paid uh, designated players who are not, <clears throat> not that I don't think he's one of the great players of all time, who are not Andrea Pirlo or, um, uh, 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 well, I guess David Beckham is the classic one, but you know, you yeah. know, but they're not like <clears throat> aging Euro stars. Yes. Is that, what is, it, it is great to me and it is gratifying to me that teams are signing players like um, Lucas Ryan, like Pity Martinez, yeah, guys like that. It's it's astounding to me. Uh, Matt is, uh, the reason why I'm louder is that Matt is showing something to me on his phone. So it's a it's a breakdown of like what what per player. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, I almost throw my phone on the right. ground. Right, yes, and making <laughs> lots of thumping noises like you got yeah. mad at me over the weekend for. Like I hit you. Yeah, like I hit me. Um, so so basically the point of the article, I think it... <clears throat> it the, the biggest problem that I have with the article is that he makes these complaints. He makes these observations and he makes these complaints, but then he doesn't actually say what he would do to change it so that he thinks the league would be what he wants the league to be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, that's really all I got about that. Do we want to take a break or do we want to talk about the protected list? Well, I do want to put, I do want to say that I'm going to put this in the um, I'm going to put this in the, the show notes, the show notes um, because I just pulled this up. It is a tab, public tableau workbook with uh, salaries versus results um, for uh, every team. Um, Every major league soccer team. It's. I'm sorry. This was. This one's just salaries, but it is. Uh, there's. There's some other stuff in this that that will show you different things like that. I think this is. This is really interesting. Um, so we'll put this. We'll put a link to this Tableau notebook, which kind of shows. Um, it's basically 2007 on uh, and in salaries in the league and, and things along those lines. I think it's. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back and uh, let's talk some protected list. Yeah, we're the pros from Dover. Stick around. Well, I know if we uh, waited around long enough, the expansion draft would happen. Uh, and yeah. it did. Yeah. So we don't have to talk about the protected list anymore because it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, the crew. Why doesn't it matter, Matt? Got saved uh, again. Uh, no, the crew got saved in the expansion draft. No one was taken from the Columbus crew of two, uh, two Charlotte, which is good. Um, but this is, I do want to talk about how bullshit the expansion draft is. So Charlotte FC's MLS expansion draft, they get five picks. Yeah. Um, first one, uh, they take Austin FC forward uh, McKenzie Gaines, which I love the fact that they took a team from a team, or a player from a team that just got the expansion draft last year. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's great. That's fantastic. Atlanta United uh, Anton Walks, uh, defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC United uh, third pick, uh, Joseph Mora, um, who according to Stephen Goff from the Post, um, DC United cut ties with him two weeks ago. Right. Um, so... Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, whatever. They the rights to him. So, okay. Mm-hmm. LAFC, uh, Tristan Blackman. Um, and then NYFC, Ismail uh, Tajori Sh- uh, Shradi, yeah. I think I think is the way. I'm, I'm hoping I don't butcher that name. Um, 
this is the thing. Stephen Goff then announced 17 minutes ago um, that Charlotte has um, traded Blackman to Vancouver for $350,000 in general allocation money in 2022 and $125,000 in 2023. Um, and, and then LAFC uh, acquires Jari Sirotti. Yes, for three, uh, 400000 in general allocation money. Yes. Um, <laughs> why? Like... Well, like why 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 are we doing the expansion draft? Because it's it's basically okay. I, yeah. So I got into a strangely enough, I got into a conversation with someone on Twitter, someone I do not know, yeah. and had never interacted with before. And this guy, I, I'm assuming maybe this person is not American, yeah, or is not a fan of sports. An American who is not a fan of team sports outside of soccer. Basically, one of the two things. Because he essentially asked the same thing, like, why the hell are we doing an expansion draft? And I explained to him that that's the way team sports works in America. Yeah. And and he's like, well... But then I went on to explain that the difference is... Um, when Okay, I, I don't remember this, but when was the last time that Major League Baseball expanded? It was the uh, the Rays and the um, Diamondbacks? Yeah, and how was long? it? Was it? Was it the Rays? It was the it. Um, okay. Well, who came in with um, who came in with Miami then? I don't remember, but but you just proved my point. Yeah. The difference is MLS expands every fucking season. Yeah. The rest of these leagues expand like once a decade. Yeah, exactly. And so, so it so it doesn't. It, <laughs> you see my point here. Yes, it was. It was okay. So this is this is the history of Major League Baseball expansion. And please just go it through my lifetime or something. Um. Well, I don't remember when you were born, so this is going to be funnier. Um, <laughs> Nineteen sixty-one. A little, um, little early, but that's fine. The Los Angeles Angels and the Washington Senators. Yes. Nineteen sixty-two. Houston Colt 45s and New York Mets. Yeah. I knew the Mets were sometime in the early 60s. Then we go to 1969 with um, the Seattle Pilots, the Montreal Expos, the San Diego Padres, and the Kansas City Royals. Then we have to go to 1977, so that is eight years later, for the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, Then we go from 77... To '93, this is the team that came in with the uh, Marlins, the Colorado Rockies. Yes, I remember when I, the Rockies. I forgot that the Rockies didn't exist for my entire life. I remember that. I remember this because my then girlfriend, for some, she was a baseball fan. She was, I think, a Reds fan. Yeah. Um, she bought a Colorado Rockies cap, and I'm like, "Why the fuck are you buying a Colorado Rockies cap?" And she's like, "Oh, I don't know. I just like the logo or something like yeah. that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the same reason why almost everybody I went to middle school and high school with had a Charlotte Hornets starter jacket in the you know mid '90s. Yeah. Um, and then 1998, the last time Major League Baseball expanded, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Um, yeah. So there's only did- been one team that has moved. So Since when then. did the so the Marlins? When did the Marlins become the Marlins? That was nineteen ninety three. Oh. oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. no, nineteen ninety three. No, yeah. the only the only team that's moved since then is Montreal. 
Yeah. Uh, Montreal moved to Washington. Yes. Um, in 2000, I should know this, uh, in 2006. Yeah, sounds about um, right. And that was, yeah, six sounds right. Um, six or five. Uh, God, now I'm going to I'm gonna get, yeah, I'm going to have like three people blow me up. on. You're an Expos fan. You should know this. Yeah, it fucking sucked, okay? I was not a fan. Yeah. Um, but I have, um, but yeah, like the, the last team before that to, I, I want to say... I think the last team before that to move was the Seattle Pilots. Um, here, let me let me look at this just 16, for a second. Well, it's it's just a graphic of that. It's it's. Hang on, I can tell you. Um, uh, but it doesn't happen that often. No, it doesn't. Major League Baseball is surprisingly stable. Yeah, very. Yeah, very. Especially stable. especially compared to the NFL or or even the NBA. But the NBA is a much younger league anyway. Yeah. Um, but so this is the point. The, 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 um, okay, the expansion draft annoys me, but it would annoy me a lot less if the league wasn't so fucking greedy and didn't want to expand every goddamn season. So just just to get uh, on this, the uh, the last team actually to move before the Montreal Expos was in the uh, uh, early '70s was the Washington Senators, Senators. to uh, oh. the uh, Texas to Dallas. Yeah, um, the Rangers. Before that, the Seattle Pilots were only in Seattle for one season, and That's then they right. moved to Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, and they became the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Um, other than that. Yeah, every, I remember. I actually remember that because 1969 was the first year that I watched uh, Major League Baseball. Every other team in Major League Baseball, I'm looking at the Atlanta Braves were 65. Oakland Athletics were right before that. That was that was really the 60s. Was I think 60s and the um, 50s were when a lot of teams moved. Well, the Dodge. So the Dodgers moved uh, in the late 50s, early 60s. And then the Giants moved like right around the same time. It was it was the late fifties. Yeah. It was fifty seven. I it's not showing me on this graph. It's that's, showing me like fine. approximates. But yeah. Um, but the um, and the A's moved to Oakland. The A's moved to Oakland in uh, the late sixties. That right before the Rangers, the season. I want to say like I want to say <laughs> the A's moved to Oakland. Actually, the season before the Pilots moved to um, Milwaukee. And because when, when did the Braves move from Milwaukee? The Milwaukee Braves, the two seasons before that. Okay. Yeah, there was one season Milwaukee didn't have baseball. Yeah. Um, like before, I mean, before the yeah, because, Braves because Hank Aaron, Boston. Hank Aaron played for the Milwaukee Braves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you look at the, you look at the the history of Major League Baseball franchises. Um, Given how old the league is, yes. it's remarkably stable. It's it's you have the National League franchises. There are there are a lot of National League franchises that um, started prior to the 1900s. Um, yes, the American League franchises all like right around 1900. The the initial American League franchises, um, and then you have like a handful of leagues that that started and and. Um, Crumbled in you know that nineteen fifteen to nineteen forty five forty six range, but then after that, Major League Baseball super stable, yeah. like relatively. Um, the NHL less stable, um, NBA less stable, but not to the level of Major League Soccer of of just just expanding to expand. I mean, <coughs> let's look at a let's look at a league. Um, 
I'm just doing this on the fly. Yeah, I know. Let's I look know. at a league that 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 does expansion, not NBA expansion. That makes no sense. Um, well, the NBA doesn't expand so much. Is that? Um, well, they, I mean, they have expanded a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Okay. Here's here is one way in which the NBA expanded a lot all at one time is when they absorbed half of another league. Yeah, when they absorbed the ABA. Yeah. 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 Um, but, I mean, so I'm going to look at team timelines here. Oh, there we go. It's a totally different article. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So you have had, in the last, uh, we'll say, 15 years. Yeah. One. Well, the last big shakeup I can four, remember. Four teams have moved. Yeah, the big one being when the Sonics moved to Oklahoma City. Um, yes, Sonics moving to Oklahoma City. The um, Hornets slash uh, the Hornets leaving to go to New Orleans. Yeah, but that happened prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the um, yeah, that was actually I'm sorry that that's actually even wrong. There's only been two teams that have moved in the last 15 years. Because the New Orleans Hornets moved from Charlotte in the early 2000s. The Bobcats then became, they, they were a new team and then became the Charlotte Hornets again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Oklahoma City Thunder moving. Other than that, yeah, you don't have a single, you know, a single team that is that is moved in, you know. Yeah, yeah. The weird, so the weird in in the Brooklyn Nets, New Jersey Nets, Brooklyn Nets. I don't count that. That's, I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a move, but not really. That's a stadium move. That's not. That's a stadium move and a renaming because I mean, moving from moving from from the new New York metro, one part of the New York metro area to another part of the New York metro area, and renaming your team after the new part of the New York metro area you're in, I don't consider a move. No, I, I yeah, it's it's kind of like. When Arsenal moved from South London to North London. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which happened in like 1878 or something like that. Exactly. So, here's a trivia question. Do you yeah. know who designed the Charlotte Hornets uniforms? I do not. Alexander Julian, the fashion designer. Oh. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, three oldest NBA franchises and go. Oh, my God. Three oldest. That in, are st- in the in, Started in the NBA and are still in the NBA. That haven't moved, that are essentially the same franchise? Uh, they've, I mean, one of them has moved. Two of them have not. Oh, God. The, oh, my God. The Celtics? Yep. Um, the, oh, crap. The the, um, the, uh, the, the the Knicks. Yep. And, um, let me think. What would the third one be? Uh, there are teams that are older, but were not in the NBA. So... Uh, the Philadelphia Warriors. Yes. Okay. Golden State Warriors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so the oldest of all of them are actually the Sacramento Kings, which started as the Rochester Seagrams in the NBL. <laughs> yes. Became the Rochester Royals, then the Cincinnati Royals, then the Cincinnati o- Omaha Kings, then the Kansas, I'm sorry, Kansas City Omaha Kings, then the Kansas City Kings, now the Sacramento Kings. Um, other than that, uh, still existing, uh, the. Older than all those franchises, but were not in the NBA initially. The Detroit Pistons, who were originally the Fort Wayne Pistons, right? Um, and the Minneapolis Lakers, uh, now the Los yeah, Angeles I was, Lakers. I, Minneapolis yeah. was going to be my guess until I remembered the Warriors. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> um, 
yada 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 but there's so many of these like there it's again like there's so many of these teams that you look at the beginning cleveland rebels pittsburgh ironmen detroit falcons toronto huskies that played one or two seasons and then just just folded we should do an entire side podcast that we label as a side podcast during the off season where we just talk about uh, obscure weird sports trivia Yes, I think that'd be a lot okay. of fun because we should go back to MLS right well, now. Okay. Well, okay, well, okay. So, uh, just one bit of a weird, obscure sports trivia. Sure, I love this. Okay, so I was talking. I was over at Jordan's uh, the other night, and I made some comment about how it used to be when I was a kid because my relatives who lived out of town didn't know me well enough. They knew I liked sports, but they yeah. didn't really know me well enough to like whatever. You know, yeah. get me gifts that were like sports go sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they bought me like. Books like you know most interesting sports stories of whatever, and they're you yeah. know yeah, yeah. And whatever. And bathroom so, readers for old men, yes, exactly. Yeah. Or or well, twelve, fourteen year old boys or whatever. Yeah. And so, um, in one of these, I was reading about. Um, I, I read about the most lopsided college football game ever. Yeah. When Georgia Tech beat someone. I can't remember now. 222 to nothing. Yeah. And so, so at the time, this would not have meant that much to me because I've never been a college football guy. Yeah. Okay. But so the coach of Georgia Tech at the time was a man named John Heisman. Oh. You might be familiar with that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Heisman, Heisman went to Oberlin. He's from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He was from Cleveland. I didn't know any of this. Mm-hmm. So he was... At one time, simultaneously, the Georgia Tech basketball and football coach. Yeah. He was also simultaneously, at another time, the Georgia Tech football, basketball, and baseball coach. Jesus. He was also simultaneously, for a couple of seasons, the baseball and football coach at Clemson. Um, one more, one more, and then I think we should wrap this up because I don't know have any more MLS stuff to talk about. Do you? Um, I only have one thing. Okay. Well, okay. I have one trivia question for you. One, one random sports trivia question <laughs> okay. for you yes. to see if you can do this. Yes. Um, lowest scoring NBA game ever was the score, and what were the teams? Oh, I have no idea. It was probably like it was probably like fourteen to to twelve or something like You're that. You're not far off. Yeah. Nineteen to eighteen. Okay. And it was the Minneapolis Lakers and the Fort Wayne Pistons. Okay. Uh, because the Pistons were was so Mike, much... Was Mike in playing for the Lakers at this time? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's a good <laughs> But it's the game that made the NBA uh, institute a shot, shot clock. clock. Yeah. It was the reason that there's a shot clock, because Fort Wayne would just sit, just sat there and just held the ball, yeah. because the Lakers were the defending champions and were... Way had way more money than them and were way better. And they, the coach of the Pistons was like, "Well, just don't shoot unless you can't. You know you can score and right. just, just milk all the time off the clock, and we'll win by one." And they milked all the time off the clock, and they won by one. And apparently, um, everybody in Minneapolis got real pissed off about that. One. <laughs> yes, yes. George Mikan was playing. For okay, the yeah, that makes. I mean, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. So, all right, your last MLS thing, and then we're gonna. Oh, okay, we're gonna yeah. Cut this one, um, cut this one off. Yeah. So, um, actually, 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm looking. At the, I'm looking at the scoreline for this. Um, Mikan was basically responsible for like half the goals in this game. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is the first great NBA center. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I just wanted to get your impressions um, because I didn't think this would be that controversial. But so we re-signed Pedro Santos, and we don't really yeah. have any. We don't really have any salary information, so it's sort of all like, well, if yeah. then sort of. Else. We won't get salary information till what, like April, which is fine. Yeah. But more people were upset about this than I expected. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that either. I saw that on on the internet. I think there's a lot of people that are that are you know super, you know, happy to see him back. But I think there I were, there were a lot. Yeah, I think I think he's a good player. Um, I don't know how much money we spent on him, so I can't I can't yeah, think exactly. of any I mean, gritties as far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, I I think the consensus is if we're paying him eight hundred thousand a year. It's probably not great if we're paying him five hundred thousand dollars a year. It's pretty good, and if we're paying him like three hundred thousand dollars a year, it's fucking great. Yeah. I also didn't realize that we're paying. Not that I'm complaining about this. I didn't realize that we're paying Jonathan Mensa as much as we're paying Jonathan Mensa. Yeah. 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 Which again, I don't have a problem with it because Mensa has really become a yeah. solid player. Yeah, he's done great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, okay. So that we have a consensus on Santos. I mean, I, I like him a lot more now than I did two seasons ago, and I think it's because, um, I don't know, maybe Burhalter was not the right coach for him. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but the fact that he has become a much more versatile player and he can play wingback is really great because oh. that's, that's a position where, I mean, we're going to have to do something about Harrison Awful. Yeah. Um, Milton Valenzuela is, I think, too injury-prone to rely upon him. Yeah, that's a point. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to have a player of quality and experience who can step into those positions. Mm. And so I'm, I'm all in with, with Pedro Santos, which is not something I would have thought two years ago. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's all I got. I, yeah, it's, uh, that's a good point. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, schedule comes out tomorrow. Yes. Um, so I want to do uh, another podcast <laughs> just talking about the schedule tomorrow. No, uh, <laughs> not, next week. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I think I think next week would be a good one there um, before I uh, go to the East Coast for like two weeks. Um, we'll do that and uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely. All right, we're the All pros right. from Dover. Thanks for listening. The pros from Dover are Matt Goshert and Jim Bach. The show is presented by Grotesquely Swollen Jaw Productions. Follow us on Twitter at prosfromdover96. If you like the show, tell a friend or write a review. If you didn't, well, no one cares about your opinion anyway. Intro and outro music is Banana Cake by Schaefer the Dark Lord and is used with permission. Check him out at Schaefer the Dark Lord. That's S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, thedarklord.com. Questions, comments, or thoughts? Email the show at prosfromdover96 at gmail.com. Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your Nana makes Oh, we've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your Nana makes Oops, I've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana Nana 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 Nana